Welcome back to Purity for Purpose podcast channel. Today I will be reading from Galatians chapter 6 again, but I'll be starting at verse 11. And basically it's pertaining to not giving in to peer pressure. Simple. And as we know, peer pressure can come in all ages all stages of life it doesn't matter who you are economic status when you are a believer your confidence is in Christ Jesus hallelujah because when we give into peer pressure the enemy can easily sway us and that's an open door for him to do what he will So if you find yourself giving to peer pressure, just repent. And I pray that this message helps you, encourage you, and build you up. Be blessed. Today... I'm reading from Galatians 6, but I'm starting at verses 11. Um, And I'm going to stop at verse 18. It says, see with what large letter I have written to you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walked according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. For now on, let no one trouble me. For I bear my body the marks of Jesus or the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you or be with your spirit. Amen. Um, I'm reading from the New Possibility Thinkers Bible, which ultimately is, let me see, it is the New King James Version. Okay, my focus is on the circumcision 
part that was read here. It says in verse 11, see with, he's talking about he's writing to them. Once again, I believe it's Paul. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these will compel you to be circumcised. Now, he's talking about, and this is Paul, by the way. He's talking about how these group of people are encouraging Christians to go back to the law. To be circumcised. Now everybody knows what circumcision is today. So what Paul is pointing out. They only want to do this for one reason. And they don't even follow the law of circumcision. Or the laws of God had in the Old Testament. Although they're circumcised, they still don't follow that law. Okay, let me rephrase it differently for those. Say, for instance, I may have a tattoo. This tattoo represents that I do this, that, and the other. Right? However, just because I have the tattoo... I still don't do this and that and the other as a tattoo represents. And so this is what he's saying that Paul saying these guys want you to be circumcised. And they don't even follow the law themselves. They just they're just circumcised. And the only reason why they want you circumcised is so they can say that you influence them. That's it. So they can boast on having you change over to what they believe in. Let's continue to read. It says, as many as desires to make a good showing in the flesh, these will compel you to be circumcised only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. They don't want to be persecuted, so they're trying to get you to be circumcised. Because when the word of God is preached, because we as believers, we know it is powerful. And it's alive. And when it's, because it pierces the hearts and discern the thoughts of man. And when it's heard, It either is going to convict you, condemn you, and with conviction, it it compels you to want to change. Condemns you is either, and he doesn't come to condemn you. That's the enemy. He said, I come not to condemn the world, but that the world through him, Jesus, might be saved. Right? So the enemy makes you feel condemned. When you hear this truth. And oftentimes. These are the two things that the enemy does. When you feel condemned. Opposed to being convicted. 
Now, convicted is like a, um, a tugging on the heart to let you look at yourself in the mirror in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of man. And it shows you where you need improvement as a Christian, as a believer unto the father. Now, condemnation either makes you feel guilty, shame or angered. That's why you have some the devil or try to make some people feel so ashamed that they don't come to God to ask for forgiveness. To make you feel so guilty that you have no hope of change or angry. Some get so angry at God and his sayings and his teaching and his truths. So they turn against God and they become enemies of God. But in this case, these individuals, they wanted then to be circumcised. This finished reading, it says, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. That's all they want to have you circumcised for. They don't, to re, they don't want to be persecuted for Jesus Christ or about Jesus Christ and they want to boast in your flesh. Oh, they got circumcised. We we convinced them to change over. We convinced them to, to go on our side, to go under the law. And this is my point and how I can apply this scripture for today in our lives. Sometimes you'll meet people and I'm going to say in the in the body of Christ or in the pretense that they're believers they want you to agree with them they want you to lean in their direction they want you to Allude from what God's word says. Even though they appear to be under the umbrella of the church. But their ideologies and their actions and their lifestyle is different for what God teaches us. Or they may practice in other things that is totally opposite from the word of God. And I'm not speaking of those who are babies in Christ and they're still learning. I'm, I'm speaking about individuals who are literally in the church, seeming to be under the umbrella of God, under false pretenses. But when discernment kicks in, you will discernment allow you to know, wait a minute, this individual words or sayings or actions doesn't line up with the word of God and why is this individual trying to pull others to come on their side or influence others to do what they do that is contrary to the word of God although they're in the church brothers and sisters be careful today the enemy comes to kill steal and to destroy in this case, he's coming to destroy 
what you, what God has given you in your relationship with him. The enemy is trying to sidetrack you from the things of God sneakily. Because these guys right here, they probably figure, okay, under the law, okay, well, yeah, it's not a bad thing to get circumcised because they did it back in the day, but but Christ had already died. They're under dispensation of grace, forgiveness. They don't have to perform certain acts of forgiveness under the law because Jesus Christ was the ultimate sacrifice for us today and in this period as well in the book of Galatians chapter 6 but I'm praying that the point that I'm, I'm trying to convey through the powers of the Holy Spirit is that be careful when you have a person that's focusing on one aspect of the scriptures to trying to get you to do what they ultimately want you to do. It's not what God has assigned you to do. It's not what God is telling you to do. They just focus on one little aspect of what they really want, but it's not from God. Cause it says here, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And that's gonna. So Paul is saying that he's not going to boast on uh, the circumcision because that is not his God. He's boasting on the fact that Jesus Christ came to redeem us by dying on a cross. So he doesn't focus on that circumcision because in Christ, that's not what Christ died for. He's the ultimate sacrifice. So whether you circumcise or not circumcise, you could be a believer nonetheless. You being circumcised when you're in Christ Jesus, it it doesn't discriminate you from being a believer. When you're not circumcised, he's not going to discriminate you coming in in the fold either. And that's what the enemy does sometimes or people do. They come in to deceive you, to distract you from the things of God. And, and my prayer as is today that you as believers be mindful of these tactics. Boast on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Paul's boasting on the cross. I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world has been crucified to me. He's not thinking about the world stuff no more. He's like, that right there is rubbish. I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on this. Christ Jesus whom crucified. I'm not getting caught up in that argument. He said, because I'm dead to that now. I'm dead to the things of the world or the things of that, that, of that area of the law. 
That is not my focus anymore. Hallelujah. He's like, I'm dead. I'm crucified. Hallelujah. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor circumcision avails anything but a new creation. I'm a new creation in Christ. That's what he's focused on. I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. So I'm dead to all that stuff. I'm dead to it. Praise God. And in 16, verse 16, and as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God or God of Israel or Israel itself. So it says, I focus on that. When you walk in that rule of new, being a new create creation in Christ Jesus, peace and mercy be upon you because you're walking in, in a new way. Hallelujah. A new life unto Christ. Hallelujah. And then when, when Paul says that he's dead to the world, I mean, you're still alive, you're, you're breathing, but he means to the things that are around him. He means through the influences that are around him. And when you mature and, and, and God has guided you and the more you get into the word and study it, and it's a constant thing, it's a lifestyle change. Just like people talk about diets. They said it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. It's something that you're doing continuously. Diets are for a certain time frame because you want to reach a certain goal. But a lifestyle change in your eating habits is ongoing, it's continuous. And and this is, I pray that Christians learn this. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is beautiful. Hallelujah. That allows you to have eternal life because you repented. You believe Christ died on the cross for your sins. You accept them into your life. You accept them into your heart. But oftentimes, as we continue to grow, we realize there's more things that we have to give up of ourselves. We literally have to give up our will to God. And that's not always easy. That's why it's a process. And that's why we grow and we mature in our walk with the Lord. But but some stop at that. But this life in Christ Jesus is a continuing a continuous developing and growing just like you grow naturally, you age God expects us to mature in him as well. How do we mature in him? By getting to know him better. How do we get to know him better? By reading the word, by studying the word, by asking God for help and guidance and help you understand his word. He says, seek and you shall find. If you seek me with all your heart, you shall find me. Praise God. So it's the same thing. So what Paul is saying here, that he's dead to the things of the world, you will find that yourself as you grow and mature, you won't be easily swayed in directions of other people.
because when your heart is devoted to Christ, you allow him to be your guide, not peer, your peers. You also come to pure pressure to fit in with others as you get mature in Christ. And the enemy loves to play on that. Um, vulnerability in human beings. See, human beings long to belong. It's called the Maslow's hierarchy. We have we have needs as human beings. The, the need to be loved, the need for shelter, food, to belong in a group. So what the enemy does He's very strategic. So he'll want you to go with the flow. In this case, the flow would have been, oh, you come over here and be circumcised. Don't the cross, Jesus Christ, nah, to be circumcised. And they just want to boast on the fact that you got circumcised, that you, you, you bend, you bend, you fold it on your cross belief of the cross in Christ you see and the enemy would do that and that's the only thing that he wants from you is for you to bend or stray or uh, teeter totter on your belief in Christ Jesus and that's why Paul said I'm dead to all that because he's not going to sway he's not changing his mind because Christ, he know who he is in Christ Jesus. And that has to do with the peer pressure thing. If, if you're not rooted and grounded in the word of God, through the powers of the Holy Ghost, you, you're going to long to fit in. And sometimes when, when people know other people are doing wrong, for instance, they still going to go on that side because they want to belong. They want to fit in. They want to be loved. They want to be accepted. But see, as Paul describes here, he's dead to that because he's a new creation in Christ. So his love and his belonging comes from the father above. His confidence is who he is, is in Christ. Jesus who died on the cross for his sin, who has accepted him, who's redeemed him, who made him new. That's his connection now. Not the connection with worldly philosophies, with worldly ideologies, with worldly conduct, with worldly behaviors. And as a believer, when you grow and mature and you get closer to God, you'll notice that God will slowly change and circumcise your heart to the things of his. As you continue to read and study his word and long for him, opposed to long for people. Don't get me wrong. He made us social beings. Hallelujah. But God would develop you to long for the right relationships, godly relationships, godly friendships. Hallelujah. 
He will put people in your life and he will use you to be in other people's lives. Accountability for one another in the body of Christ. It's, it's, it's so to speak, a standard that, that you will held to as a child of God. There's also a standard of the world that they're held to. Live long, party hard, and enjoy yourself by any means necessary. So you have two different standards that, that you can live by. But as Christians, believers, God wants to develop us and have us grow to a certain standard. But sometimes the believers stopped at just accepting Christ as their Savior, but they still have the same conduct of what the world does and what the world believe in. And oftentimes they can be deceived as, as is we see in the scriptures here that they wanted them to be circumcised and fit to forget the cross, so to speak. But let God be your confidence. Let God be your conviction. Let what God says in his word pertaining you as his son and his daughter to walk in the newness of the life that he's created for you through his son, Jesus Christ, who gives us this ability, the power to do so, to walk in this new creation or this new lifestyle, this new continuous Christian lifestyle as a believer because it's ongoing and sometimes when you do this, you, you're on a path, uh, path that's contrary to what the word said, excuse me, to what the world says. And that's including your conduct. That's including your behavior. And I like what the man of God said today. He says something about constraints. Restraints and constraints. When you are a believer, and it was just confirming what God told me the other day. When you're a believer, there's certain things that you're not going to really want to do. When you mature, that is, I'm going to say for me. When I'm mature, it makes you not, you don't, your desires change. Thank you, thank you Holy Ghost. Your desire changes. You don't want to do the things that's contrary to God. And some of the things are not even really... Uh, what I want to say, damnable or an abomination. It's just certain things that you don't want to do anymore because your will belongs to the father. And, and, and sometimes when God has a, a call on your life, it may be certain things that are different for you that you have to do that he created you for a certain task in this world. To bring glory to his name and and glory to be seen on earth from the Father. So it's certain things that, you, that, that he's going to change your desires because he has a task for you to do. Now, somebody else may do in the body of Christ something different, but God may have you not do it for whatever reason by changing your desires. First and foremost, right? 
and it may seem as if you're walking this task alone, but you're not because God is with you because you have an assignment that's different from your brother and sister assignment. Like for instance, the body of Christ, you might be the feet and the other person might be the hand. So the feet and hand, they're a part of the same body, but they do different things. They have different functions. So you as a, as a Christian, your function in the heavenly place for God is different. So God, are gonna, God is going to have your desires to be different and you will pull back from certain things of the world. Or not even of the world. He just might have you pull back from different things. For instance, God may tell you not to drink wine ever. As we see in scriptures that um, those who were called, I can't think of their name. They were born. They could never drink wine because God had chose them, called them out. Right. He's not condemning those to drink wine, but for those individuals, they couldn't drink wine because God had that for their life. And God has certain things for each individual. So, so when you're, you're, you're dead to certain things that God has called you to do for him, because you recreated for a particular purpose, just like animals in the kingdom have a particular purpose. You study it. The nature of a lion opposed to the nature of an adder. They all have a significant purpose. As do you in the body of Christ. And sometimes when you are created for a purpose in the body of Christ. You're going to look awkward. You're going to stand alone in the aspect of. Sometimes people not going to understand what you're doing, but it's not about the people. It's about what God has for you to do. And, 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 and this thing in my life, I had to be disciplined to learn this, to willing to surrender 100% of my life to Christ, no matter how uncomfortable it is when I'm in training. You understand? But as you get tougher and strengthened, God strengthens you. It becomes it becomes a who you a part of who you are. And you accept it and it's a peace that you're set aside. You're different for a reason. It's not because you're strange. I remember I heard the man say, "Those people who tease you because you don't really do anything they, they say. You do a lot in God's eyes, but not to those who don't understand what God has called you to do. Oh, you don't go out and party, you don't club, or you don't do, what's the word? You don't do anything. These are just examples I'm giving you. You don't do anything. You do things. Your things are just different from their things. Because God has called you and set you aside for a special assignment for him. And everybody has it. Everybody that God created has a particular task, but it's up for you to take up the baton to carry that baton. And with that baton comes training 
And training is not always easy. But trust me, it's for a reason. He's, he's called you to do it. But when you submit, stay the course. Continue the training. Because he has something that he created you to do. That's why Paul said, I'm dead to the world. I don't pay attention to that stuff anymore. And he says, matter of fact, don't come, don't, don't come at me with that anymore. I don't want to hear about it again. You know, so it's just important for us, number one, not to fold in and give into what others want us to do. In this case, circumcision. But it could be other things that people might want you to do that God says, uh-uh, focus, do what I want you to do because I'm your God. And it becomes easier when you submit to him on something small. Then when a big thing hits, you still submit to God's will for your life. And you don't fold under pressure to fit in, to be accepted by people because remember, God has created us he created us as social beings but when our confidence is in Christ Jesus we know he loves us and he's we're accepted by him first and foremost and that's the ultimate uh, relationship that we ought to want to have as Christians and 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 believers because he says he will never leave us nor forsake us so I'm, I'm my prayer is that you be encouraged today to know that you're not walking this this road alone. God is with you, but you just different because you have a a, a, a task. Your, your, your task may not look like your brother and sister Christ's task. And surely your task doesn't look like the world's task, right? So know that he's with you. Just hold on. And trust him with your life, basically. At the end of the day, you're trusting God with your life. And who is the better person who could take care of your life? And I know at times we don't know exactly where he's taking us. We want to know the details. You know how you read a book? It'd be so interesting, but you want, you're so anxious. That's why the Bible says be anxious for nothing. You want to go to the back of the book to find out the ending? Because you don't want to read all this whole novel that has 700 pages. So you go to the back. No, we don't do that as believers. We trust God with our lives. And that's what it is. We don't see everything, but we trust him nonetheless. That means today, don't give in into those, for instance, who may tell you to be circumcised just so they can boast and say that they they swayed your opinion or they changed your mind about something don't don't people of God today you say the course and whatever God tells you to do for your life you do it because that's what he has for your life don't compare yourself with other people okay that's another thing the enemy tries to use us I mean use against us a tactic don't compare your life with other people's lives. You're on the course that God has created you for, okay? He's your God. He's your creator. Be blessed today. Know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And know that he loves you with an everlasting love. God bless you. Be strong, my brother and sister in Christ Jesus. Amen.
this last portion of the segment is for those who may not know Christ and would like to get to know him. St. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe that Christ dies on the cross for your sins, the Bible teaches us to repent. Repent of our offenses that we done towards the Father who created us. Repent for the remissions of our sins. And a lot of people say the Lord's Prayer. And I I like it because it's like you're verbally speaking to God and you're saying, come into my life. Take over my life. Come into my heart. And that's what it's teaching us. So I ask you to ask God to take over your life. You're tired of your sinful ways. You want to change and you don't know how to change because we can't do it on our own. So I invite you to ask him to come into your life, come into your heart because he died for you. He died for your hangups, for your shortcomings, for your diseases, for your sin sick diseases. Hallelujah. And once you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are a Christian. Because the Bible says, if you believe and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So once you accept him, tell somebody about it. Let somebody know that you accepted Christ. Let somebody know that you're saved. That you're a Christian. And the angels are in heaven are rejoicing over your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for my brothers and sisters, maybe somebody's backsliding today. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. All he wants you to do is come back to him and repent to him. I understand being there, done that. We want, we want, we run away. We walk away because of life circumstances. But as I learn to read the word for myself, we go through in this life. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Like he says, he's waiting for you to come back to him like the prodigal son. Because he loved you today. Hallelujah. He, he wants you to come back home. And I pray that you repent and you come back to the father. Hallelujah. And find a church a, a full gospel church, somebody ministering the word of God through through social media, through Zoom. A lot of some churches are closed, some are open. Ask God to direct you. But I pray that you all be encouraged and strengthened in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>